0: What's up everybody, I'm Bob Walters, welcome to the Locked Up Sports bonus content, a special 30th episode edition of the bonus content, brought to you by SeatGeek, SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets, September 20th, 2022, welcome to the show everybody, And we have a special episode, as I just mentioned. It is our 30th episode. We're going to do kind of a clip show, kind of a tell-you-about-the-show kind of deal here. Uh, I'm also going to be releasing this to everybody, so it's not going to be just for the subscribers of the newsletter, like most of the bonus content has been. And as always, thank you for subscribing to those of you who are subscribers. And for those of you who are not, get to our website, LockedUpSports.net. And... Enter your email when prompted and you'll get this every week. We also send along a nice newsletter with it. And it's a good little thing, you know, we put together. I put together, actually. Brett doesn't do much of any of it. But, <laughs> but uh, speaking of Brett, he will, will be back with us. A couple people were asking me if he's if he's not doing the show anymore. And he I know the last couple episodes were just me. But he, he's going to be back this week. You know, he's resting up, getting ready for the playoffs. As the Mets clinched last night. But we'll get all into that on Friday. Today is about our 30th episode, which we just ha- aired on Friday. And uh give you a little background on the show. The way it started was, it was December 28th, and I got a message about doing a talk show from some random guy. Um, and I said, yeah, of course. I mean, I've always wanted to do a talk show, I mean, this is what I've always wanted to do. And people said I'd be good at it, and I thought I'd be good at it, so... I said, "Yeah, what the hell? Let's do it." And he said, "Give me, you know, a, a tape a, about what your show would be about. Give me, you know, 5 5 minutes or so of content." So I was thinking, "What do I do this and that? What do I put on there?" And I just basically hit record and started talking, and it was the day after John Madden died, and I gave I when I stopped talking, it was 25 minutes later. So, I you know, cuz that, you know, that's what I do. I I don't I don't shut up. So he loved it. He said, "Let's do it." The most important thing to me was the quality of it. I wanted it to sound good, the audio. I didn't want it to be cheesy or anything like that. So I went out and got I got the you know top of the line equipment. And then we had to think of a name. I asked him if we could have a co-host. Um I thought there was a couple people that I was thinking of that I would that I wanted to have and then you know Brett was Brett had the studio. He's like we could use my attic as the studio. And I was like great, perfect. So we came up with the name Locked Up Sports. And the first episode, after we got, I ordered all the equipment. We kind of, he came over a week before the first show and we kind of familiarized ourselves with the equipment and how to use it because it's totally different from the stuff I used to use on radio in, in college. And then on February 17th, we had our first show. It was okay. You know, it wasn't great, it wasn't bad. And, you know, we kind of did shows here. We did shows every week. We were getting into the tournament. Um, we knew the tournament was going to be good. It was to. We would go. I'd go over his house. I'd work every day from 6 a.m. And I still do this on Fridays till 730 or so at night. And then I'd truck out to Sayville, which, God, sometimes it takes me two, two and a half hours. You know, we, we would do the show and, and we were getting good, good feedback on it. People liked it, you know. They they said we were funny together, we were good together. So, and from there, I mean, things just went went kind of took off. Like from there, it was it was really good. And you know, I'm not doing this to try and make money. People ask you trying to make money off. No, I do it because I like to do it. It's fun. I go over to Brett's house. We talk some sports, you know, and that's it. And and I also like the fact that people get to listen. That people want to listen to me. You know, put a microphone in front of my face. I'm not going to shut up. And that's the way it went. So, we, you know, it was good. We had a couple guests on early. The Rangers run really helped us out. Really helped us out, the Rangers run. Because that I was going to the games, and we were talking about them, and people were engaged in it. So that really helped us out. And then I went to a Mets game. Uh, I'd say it was probably May. And I sat right behind the Mets dugout, maybe 10 rows off. And I turned around and I said, oh, my God, I think, I think that's Bob Usler. I think that's Mr. Met. I asked the guy right behind me. Was, Usler was two rows behind me. And I said, um, "I said, yo, is that Mr. Met? And he goes, who? I said, Bob Usler. He goes, I, I don't know. He, didn't, he had no idea what he was talking about. So I said to my wife, I'm going to go ask him if he wants to be on the show. And she's like, absolutely, definitely. And let me tell you, Bob Usler is the nicest guy in the world. He is the, by far the nicest guy. I, in between the innings, I got up. I went back two rows, and I said, hey, Mr. Matt, and I shook his hand. I said, hey, listen, I got a podcast. I, w- I was going to ask you. He goes, I'll do it. I'd love to do it. That's what he said. I didn't even get the question out, and he said, I'd love to do it. And that was our first you know, guest that we knew that people would know the name. Bob Usler, you know, he worked with Mike and the Mad Dog. He it's going to be a great interview. And it turned, out, it turned out to be my favorite interview that we've ever had. And we've had some pretty decent guys on. Bob Usel is my favorite. And he's one of my favorite people in the world. I've only talked to him a couple times. He's one of my favorite people. And I can't wait to have him on again. He said he would come on again. And I know he will. He's going to come on again in the playoffs. Because he, he, just, he, he had a good time with it. So here are, we're going to play now a couple of the clips from the Bob Usler interview. All right, we'd like to welcome in our guest for today. You know him from WFAN. He started in 1993. This year he will start his 35th year as the Fairfield Stags men's basketball play-by-play announcer. He is also behind the mic for the Tate George, one of the most famous calls in college basketball history. His name, uh, some people call him Mr. Met. We know him as Bob Usler. Bob, thanks for coming on the show today. My pleasure, Bob. Glad to be with both you and Brett today. Thanks, Bob. Welcome, to, welcome to the show. Lost only three conference games. You twenty-five and eight. Where, where did they lose? Where did they lose well, in the MAC it, tournament?
1: To, to, to get this, the St. Peter's. Oh, <laughs> there you
2: there. go. <laughs> yeah. So St. So
0: Peter's jumped jumped there and got their start as an underdog against you guys. It's amazing. St. <laughs> it, 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 Peter's is.
1: I don't know how familiar you, you are with. The, their campus, the program, uh, what they just did—forget what they did by upsetting Fairfield that year. Because um, even though it was a, it was a bad stumble, St. Peter's had a legitimately good team. They won. They won the whole thing. They ended up beating us and then beating Iona for the championship. But what they just did is, in my estimation, on the short list of the most extraordinary college
0: basketball stories of all. I totally. Uh, now let me let me ask you because you you may mention that you did the UConn um, games for what was it three four years and then you know you're, you're you're are you more famous around? Do you get recognized more as the Mike and the Mad Dog update guy or as the Tate George, as your call for the Tate George shot?
1: Well, well, uh, you know, it, I would say that there's nothing that can replace uh, the exposure you get or i got in this particular case with mike and chris um i guys i worked uh, at the fan for about a month it was i'm not going to say it was a probationary period but when i went on here in 1993 they were giving me shifts on weekends uh for the most part just to kind of get my feet wet and see if they like me or not and then I'll never forget it. I went on Mike I went on a shift where I was on with Mike and Chris for the first time in the summer of nineteen ninety three and even though people and many had in Connecticut I started to hear me on the fan and say, you know, the typical reaction, Hey, I heard you on yeah, the fan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. When I was on with Mike and Chris, it was like all of a sudden how I was really
0: um, a fan. Well, it, was really? The, it was the only show around, too.
3: Yeah, and that's what it is. It's just, you know, it's like you're hitting right at the right time on the right show when, you know, everybody in New York's listening.
1: Yeah, you know, Brett, uh, that's a good point. And uh, not only did I hit the right show, I hit that show as it was really peaking. Oh, yeah. I uh, because, yeah, you had the mid-90s and... Uh, you know, Bob, as a Rangers fan, I mean, 94. That's it. Uh, you, you had the Rangers were, you know, doing what they were about to do in 94. The Knicks were relevant every spring. Yep. The, uh, the the Yankees were beginning, you know, 95. They had the Seattle series. And then 96, we know what happens. And then the Yankees dynasty comes into... Uh, yeah, Bob,
0: we don't need to talk about the Yankee oh, dynasty. Please.
3: Don't worry, yeah, yeah. Don't worry know, about we've, that. we've all lived through that.
1: <laughs> but but he, because Mike identified me early on as a Yankee hater, and Chris loved it, That's and it. so that kind of played into the dynamic. It was Chris and me with that that silly crack committee. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's a
0: Giants fan right. He hated the, he hated the Yankees as much as you did, as much as me uh, and you, all of yep. us do.
1: Yeah, dog, dog. Uh, you know, Mike. He, he christened me and Chris the Crack Committee, and then you know, and then Chris would have the bell, and the Crack Committee would come to order, and he hit the bell. And there were actually listeners who thought that the Crack Committee was for real, and they were, <laughs> they, were, they wanted membership cards. <laughs> yeah, I
0: listen. Some people go overboard. Some people go overboard with that. They have that Mike uh, Francesca con thing going on with the Santa con. Listen, it's. A, I love the show. I listened every day, and I was, I was, I was devastated when they when they broke up and whatnot. Now, was it was it awkward those you know, coming in every twenty minutes when they when they hated each other those those couple of years? Well, you know, there were there were days that uh, everything was great. You
1: know, and I I would say guys more often than not it was good, but the problem is when they had their battles, it wasn't like okay, you walked out the door. And everything was forgotten. You came back to work the next day, and you know you pick it right yeah. back up. Uh, it tended to
0: linger at times. It's like any so, office. It's like any office in America.
1: <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so it, awkward. No, you kind of just diffuse it at times. Uh, I, I, I will tell you, and I think both Mike and Chris would uh, attest to this. Certainly, Chris would. Uh, there were times where there was a little bit of tension. You'd go in there, and Chris would, he, would hit me off ahead of time. He basically, in so many words, he would say, I'm going to bust in your balls yeah. <laughs> here because I need to kind of lighten things up or you know, get Mike involved. And, and it usually worked because what he would do is Chris would ambush me, and then Mike would also jump in. And now instead of... Chris and Mike, it would be both of them, you know, ganging up on me. Usually over the Mets. Or over and Fairfield. Right. They gave you a hard time over. Them. Just like right. they
0: gave uh, Carl, uh, Chris Collin a hard time over Rutgers.
1: Yes. oh, Endless. Uh, you, 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 right. It wasn't just particular to me. It was anybody who sat in that update. Yeah, there. You're, right, you're right. You Minko. know, Minko. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh,
0: poor yeah. <laughs> yeah With was Bingo, Bingo. And they gave him a hard time <laughs> about that. Off. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Dog, was uh, it, Dog was great. Dog was great. You know, uh, Mike. Uh, I've said
1: this to many people, uh, and I'm not just saying it because this is how you set it up. He's uh, inside. He's he's a, he's a softie. He really is. I, I know. Look, and <laughs> there are everything that can be written and said about Mike Francesa, and you know the you know that that side of his personality, which is angry and argumentative, and you know, and so on and so forth. We we said it. It's been written. It's been said. But I've seen the other side many, many, many times. He can be as gracious as anybody as you've ever met. And, Bob, you just attested to it by this story with your wife.
0: Yeah, and you know that's, that's it. how it goes. That's how I mean a lot of like my wife gets mad at me about stuff I say on this podcast sometimes, and I'm like, oh, come on, <laughs> right? You I'm, know? Like, I'm just entertaining, I'm just but trying that's, to entertain people. But that's, 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 part, that's
3: part of what makes him great is that you know he's gonna say what's on his mind. It's gonna be you know how it is, and even if you know that's upsetting to certain people, but it doesn't change that you know the guy you know is a good guy.
4: Um,
1: yeah, you know, and, and he, he you know he he needed what he is is a product of his own personality. He's the guy who if you met him in a bar. And he wasn't on the radio. He's going to argue with you if he disagrees, and he's going to come at you. He has his take, and sometimes it's controversial. Sometimes he'll say things that you're like, you look at him, like, what are you talking about? But the fact is, he, he has a, he has conviction, and he was able to communicate it well, guys. And I'll tell
0: you what, he could play, he
1: could hoop, he could ball.
0: Now, um, um, now, now, let me uh, tell us a little bit about um, Steve Garrett.
1: <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: got right, I, didn't think I did my research
1: you dug deep for that uh well Bob it, it's a uh, it's a, a long story so I'll make it short okay. uh, there, I worked for um ESPN back before they were affiliated with New York meaning uh, I lived in Connecticut in uh, fact Guys, I lived 18 miles from, at the time, not any longer, but, uh, at the time I lived only 18 miles door to door from, from ESPN in Bristol. And, you know, I used to commute from my town in Ham to Connecticut, up near Quinnipiac University, uh, to a story every day for the fans, So people would say, you know, why, you know, why do you go to New York and it's crazy cute every day? And the answer is because I love being at the fan. But I enjoyed doing, you know, radio work, and so I did part-time work at ESPN Radio Network, national. But they then Mm -hmm. bought, uh, in the early 2000s, a local New York affiliate. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. now there's a conflict, and I'm being heard on 1050 ESPN Radio in New York, and I'm on the fan at the same time. And they're competitors now. So... I asked if I could change. They asked if I could change my name. The fan. Nice. <clears throat> so Steve Garrett is my two sons' names are Steve and Gary. So uh, the obvious choice there would have been go Gary Stevens, but there are two. There's a Gary Stevens, the famous jockey. Uh, okay. There's a, there's a and there's a famous Gary Stevens, this jockey that there was. So I said, right. so I went with Steve Garrett. And um, a lot of people. In fact, I worked with Dan Patrick. Uh, he had a radio show on ESPN at the time, and um, he 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 thought for sure there's a Hawaii Five O character. Uh,
0: Steve he <laughs> I thought fa- for sure. I found yeah, the man. article, and I actually had to get My cousin works at ESPN, <clears throat> and okay. I actually get, I emailed it to him, and I was like. Is this real? Is this satire? Am I going to look like an idiot when I bring <laughs> yes, this up? Great. I will just confirm this. Yes or no? And he goes, "Oh my god!" He goes, "I never even realized." He goes, "I didn't realize yeah. it was him." He goes, "I walked." He's talking about building one and building two in the hallway in between. Yeah. And he said, yeah. "He said I used to pass him every day and say hello to him."
3: Yeah, that's yeah. so great. Some some I'll people- tell you a quick. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh,
1: I was I was there at the beginning of Mike and Mike. That's how long ago it was, but I was there like from day one. With, I wasn't a, I wasn't full-time, but I would fill in on that show as the anchor. And there was a time uh, one morning when the producer, his name is Justin Craig. In fact, I think he's now, um, he was the program director at CSPN Local in New York for a long time. Good guy. He, he calls me in. He said, you're not going to believe this phone call. I just got it. What had happened was somebody was listening in New York. And called control and said, that guy, I'm telling you, that guy who says he's Steve Garrett, I'm telling you, his real name is Bob Houston. I know his voice. I know his voice. Don't let him try and pull. I don't know what he's trying to pull here. That's not any
3: Steve... You didn't it. throw a little accent or uh, try and make, or mix it up. You just, it was just you. You didn't even try and like hire. Be an Australian guy or something you on could, ESPN? Yeah, that, you could that, add a whole bunch I, of different gigs. You could have yeah, yeah, just signed yeah. up not, for everybody. I'm
0: not a good voice guy, but that might not have been a bad idea. The, so, that, that was the Steve Garrett thing. I had I found that. On the internet, just looking up... Just basically just looking up articles about Bob Hussler. I mean, I knew basically what I wanted to talk to him about. We wanted to talk to him about the Mets. We wanted to go into the stuff with Mike and the Mad Dog. Because, you know, that, that that's stuff that everybody wants to hear. You know, everybody knows Mike and the Mad Dog. And, and everything like that. So, we wanted to get into that stuff. And then, he's a great storyteller. He, we, he stayed on with us for about 50 minutes. Almost the full hour. And then... At the end, he told the two great stories about the Mets and the '86 World Series. Uh, you are. know,
1: they were met, In fact, they were
0: both in Shea Stadium uh,
1: in utero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, if, if you go on YouTube, you can see my late wife and me on Banner Day in 1984 uh, with uh, with my son Stephen. Uh, she was eight eight and a half months, eight months pregnant. And we marched in Banner Day. And we it's on YouTube because Kiner uh, and <laughs> oh, she, must love she must have loved that. <laughs> she must
0: have loved that. Come on, we're uh, going on to day Banner one. Day. <laughs>
1: and, you know what? She was such a sport. Uh, and it was 95 degrees that day. I don't, and they were playing the Cubs. I don't know how she held up. Uh, and uh, it was like 3,000 banners that day. And our banner says, future Met warming up
0: in the bullpen. Oh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Hey, I you know can't pass that, I... that
0: up. Once you come up with that idea, she's got to go. Oh,
1: that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, yeah, she was like queen for a day, waving to the fans. That's and, funny. Uh, and so Steve was born, and uh, he's a Met fan. And, and Gary, my second son, I uh, was uh, in utero uh, My wife and I were at uh, Game 1 of 1986 World Series Oh wow uh, and that, that wasn't a good game yeah. uh, It turned out okay She unfortunately wasn't with me at Game 6 and 7 But uh,
0: Oh you were at Game yeah. 6 and 7 Oh yeah Oh really wow Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that all. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying oh yeah because uh, Yeah yeah uh, honestly, Well, no, no, no. I, We get it you don't have to explain to us why you're saying it like that We get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a, uh,
1: I'll tell you a quick story about game. This is hand in my heart, true story. I was an upper deck box seat, left field. Uh, it plays into the story because I am literally staring at Kevin Mitchell, standing on third, thinking, get him home somehow. And this game is tied and we have a new life. And they, this is when they took out Sherald and brought in Boss Stanley. Yep. Now Stanley, you know, I knew he's been around a long time. I knew what kind of a pitch he threw. Uh, which is that heavy, that hard sinker the ball is, that, that might end up... Inside in the, the left hand is, yeah. So I started screaming. And I mean, remember, this is the 10th inning, so I've, I've got a few in me uh, here. And uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was feeling, you know, loud, and he comes in, I started yelling. Even before, you know, while he was warming up, I was yelling, Wild pitch, wild pitch, just like this. Wow. Give me a wild pitch. Give me a wild pitch. And of course, they had bat. The greatest at bat in history happens, and the uh, the rest is the history. wild pitch happens. Gets past Gedman, and uh, the guy. There's a kid behind me, but you know, a younger guy, and he stands up and he starts pounding me on the shoulder hard. He's like. This every guy
0: called it!
1: This every guy called it! This effing... (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like you take
0: George's call. The
1: Huskies (laughs) have won it! The Huskies (laughs)
0: have won it! I think...
1: Now, loops a far up court for George who catches it, turns around, shoots,
4: and... He got it! He hit it! He hit the shot!
0: And the Huskies have won it! The Huskies have won it! So, that is the... Kind of the highlights of the Bob Hustler interview. And like I said, my favorite, that was my favorite interview. And right there, after we got him, I kind of was like, wow, you know, I, I can't believe he decided to come on our show. I mean, this is a nothing little show. You know, we got, you know, maybe a hundred listeners, maybe, you know, at that point we got under 100 a hundred downloads at an episode. And, and so, but you'd be amazed, to be honest with you. You'd be amazed at how many people are willing to actually come on the show. Because, you know, they never heard it. You know, and we, we get them to do, you know, a promo for the show after the show. We got the, the Don LaGreca opens our show every day. And I had seen that Joe Beningo, who was, let's be real, he was fired from WFAN. I don't know if it had to do with the, you know, the, uh, the, the thing with the interns that he, was, that he was making lewd comments to or whatever it was. But I had seen that he had started his own podcast. And I was I was like, hey, what the hell? Let's shoot him a message. So I shot him a message. You know, I went to the website. It was like, contact the show. I clicked that. I wrote in an email. And his daughter got back to me. And his daughter is a sweetheart. She, did, she, she was great to work with. She got back to me and she said, yeah, it'd be great. We'd love to do it. I'll have Joe call you. And you guys can figure out when you want to do it. And you can set it up. And you can get to know each other and whatnot. And I was like, "Wow!" So on my the following Friday, on my way out from work, on my trek out to Saville each each day for, to get there by eleven o'clock, my phone rings and it says uh, New Jersey, something New Jersey, and I was like, "Oh, this has got to be Beningo," and it was. It was Beningo, and we talked to and we talked for about 20, 25 minutes. While I was driving out to Saville on the phone. And we had a great conversation. I mean, a lot of it was politics, to be honest with you, because he's a he's a you know he's a nut Republican. He's one of them far right wing you know Trump won the election you know type of people like that. But he would said he would be honored to come. He'd be glad to come on the show. He'd be honored. He, he respects what we do for a living, working in the in the in the jail, and this and that. And I was like, oh my god, we got Beningo. Beningo's coming on next week. So we had the interview with Beningo, and this was another great interview. After the Hustle interview, the the response we got was unbelievable. Everybody loved it. Every I didn't hear a negative thing about it. Now we do have some negative comments about the show, and I will read some to some of them to you later. Um, but we we got great comments about the Hustle show. So I went into the Beningo thing a little bit, a little bit more confident about you know the interview and everything like that. I wasn't really as nervous. But I knew Beningo was a bigger name than Bob Huesler. So, you know, we, we did the interview and and it, it ended up being great. It was classic Joe. He was yelling at us. He was screaming about the Jets. He was screaming about the Mets. And, you know, we'll give you a little bit of the Joe interview. And another, this is another one. If you haven't heard this episode, go do, you, do yourself a favor. Go back and listen to it. Cause, and it's not even us. The, it's Beningo, And he is great. So, here's some of the Joe our interview with Joe Beningo on Locked Up Sports. He started out as Joe from Saddle River. His name is Joe Beningo. Joe, welcome to the show. Guys, Bob, Brett, how you doing?
2: Hey, hope, Joe. I hope all is well. All is well. Thanks for coming on, Joe. Yeah, we appreciate it. No, thanks for having me, man.
0: Now we'll move over to a team that a win now team, the Mets. Oh, wow. uh, You're a Mets fan. We're all three yep. of us. We're all three yep. Mets fans. And we're two. We're Yankee yep, yep, haters. Yep. Um, what do you What do you think about this? What do you think about? Uh, we're getting Degrom actually pitches tonight. I I'm down on Degrom a little
2: to me, bit. To me, Jacob Degrom's not even on the team until I see Jacob Degrom pitch. I, he's not. He doesn't exist in my mind. Okay. Let me start with that. Um, you know, this guy hasn't pitched. I'm down on Degrom. The guy hasn't pitched for a year. Yep. Uh, the guy's ready to opt out of his contract. I, I got a lot of a lot of
0: issues with Degrom. Being down on Degrom, um, you know, I said I was down on Degrom too. It's because he hadn't pitched, and you know, looking back now in retrospect, that, that's crazy. It's crazy that both me and that I was down on him. I'm, cra- I think I'm crazy for that. And Joe was wrong too. We were both wrong on that. Um, but we also got into it a little bit about you know. The old Mets, the 86 Mets, he talked about the 88 team that, and how they lost to the Dodgers and how that was devastating. And then he gave us a little bit about uh, Strawberry. And to lose that, shit that was as
2: There's no worse loss in history of the franchise as far as I'm concerned. And I've seen it from day one. I've been a Met fan since day one, 1962. I was nine years old. Nothing worse than that. Did Nothing. you think?
3: Did you think that was it? After that, did you know that that was going to be the end of the run? Did you think, or did you? Think well, I mean, you
2: know, happen? they still had a couple of good years. You know, they were contend. They were, a contender, they were a contender in '89, and Cubs wound up winning the division that year. '90, they won uh, ninety-one games in 1990, and wound up losing the last week of the season to the Pirates. And then, of course, everything went to went to hell. Strawberry left, and you
0: know all of that. Yeah, Stra- you
2: know,
3: so, I was a Strawberry guy. Uh, he went to the Dodgers, the yeah. team that we had.
0: He went 44. to the Dodgers.
2: Yep. Uh, he had one good year with the Dodgers, and that was it. And, uh, you know, I know Daryl a little bit. He's always was good to me when I was you know, uh, when I was on the air. And uh, he's told me many times that the uh, biggest mistake he made was leaving the
0: match. Wow. Season. So it was interesting for me to find out that, you know, the worst decision that Strawberry ever made, that he thought the worst decision that Strawberry ever made was leaving the Mets and going to the to the Dodgers. And I remember I was devastated as a kid when that happened. I was, I was a huge strawberry guy, huge strawberry fan. So then we asked him, uh, Joe, do you think Keith Hernandez is a Hall of Famer?
2: You know, why I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Well, let's put it this way. Unfortunately for Keith, all right, there's a couple things that work against Keith. Number one, he, he he's a first baseman that didn't hit home run. He was not a home run hitter. Now, the other thing that works against him is the fact that he got involved in that drug trial the cocaine situation, which is really why he got traded for the Mets in the first place, because he was doing coke, you know, he wound up being part of that whole trial, Yep. you know, so those two things kind of work against him as far as the whole thing. With that said, the guy is the greatest, the guy is the, without a doubt, certainly that I ever saw, the greatest defensive first baseman of all time. Yep. I mean, for sure. you know, there should be something for that, you know what I mean? I mean, he played first base like Ozzy Smith played shortstop. You know, like the great Brooks Robinson played third base. You know, that's how Keith played first base. So um, he was a great clutch hitter. I don't think he quite hit 300. I think his lifetime average is like 297. Yeah, it's, but he, I, think he, he hurt I think it's hard look. He won, right? He won two championships. You know, he won championship with the Cardinals. He won championship with the Mets. Um, look, I think he is, but he's never going to get in.
0: You know what? And I agree. I agree with Joe there about I. I don't think he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. I think he's just, I think he's borderline. And I, I, I just don't, I don't think he got, I don't, if he hasn't gotten in yet and Mattingly hasn't gotten in, I, I don't see it happening. So I do agree with him there. And then we got, you know, then we got a little bit of the classic Joe Beningo, which is what we were looking for. We wanted to get him, you know, feisty, fired up, start yelling at us about whatever. And uh, he did that when we got into the Yankees and whether or not Judge or Otani should win the american league mvp
2: there's a lot of pressure on as far as i'm concerned the yankees have tremendous pressure on them it is i mean they never lose they're gonna they, they, i mean they're running away with the division you know who knows if they have to uh, win more games than any team in baseball history i mean they still have a chance to do that uh they have to win a world series man not just get there they haven't, they haven't won a world series since 2009 This team, the Aaron Judge era, if you want to call that what we're in right now, I don't know what else I would call it. You know, I can't say Aaron Boone because you had Girardi there too in the first. The, yeah, the, they lost to Houston the first time.
0: It's okay, uh, Judge's team now. Uh, they
2: gotta win. Yeah, they gotta win, bro. They gotta win the World Series. I mean, that's it. I mean, the case closed for the Yankees.
0: Well, and that's how it is with their fans. They gotta win the World Series. Now, speaking of the Judge, um, to me, Otani's the, the MVP in that in that league. I know Judge is having a huge. Nah, I don't want you
2: know. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, here's why I disagree with that. Okay, because the, the Angels stink. The Angels have a worse record than the freaking Baltimore Orioles. Did you see I'm the thing? I'm tired about Mike. Not, yeah, I don't want to hear it. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Mike Trout and oh, Otani oh yeah he's great I, I understand he pitches he hits you can't touch him in the pitcher. I get it the whole thing I get it how about winning why doesn't that team ever freaking win
0: alright all right. the Angels are huge
2: if you're the most he, he, he may be the best all around player in the game but he's not the most valuable player. Yeah, again, but Joe, the, the, you, know,
0: you know, you know, as well as anybody that that, that award goes to the best player uh, to the yeah, to but, the best player, not the most valuable. But it's the best
2: but, 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 but guy on But you the team, what on I'm saying? That's right. why I disagree with that. Yeah. That's why I disagree. His team stinks. What, eight games under five hundred? Yep. How about winning something? Mike Trout too. We hear about Mike Trout. Everybody goes delirious over Mike Trout. Oh, uh, you know. Win something, Mike. He's wasted his career Have you over ever there. Been to the a decade. Been to the a decade. Well, one time. Yeah, he's been been to the, the playoffs playoffs one, time? one time. He's been to the playoffs. Wasting playoff. his I mean, career.
0: Freaking break. So that was the Joe Benigno interview, or at least the highlights of the Joe Benigno interview. And, and again, that, that's another one. You know, do yourself a favor, go back, listen to it. It's a it's a it's a good spot. He's great. He's classic. Even though he's a lunatic, Trump Republican. Um he's classic and and weeks ac- actually weeks after that interview he was rehired by WFAN and he's on now he's on I, I believe like Saturday mornings he comes on Mondays to do a jet spot he's on uh, Saturday mornings with Evan he, you know so he he's, he's kind of working his way back into the fan he still does his podcast and and his daughter is great his daughter Erin is is I mean she she made it a seamless process to with everything and she took care of the. They they did some promotion for us. We did some pr- promotion for them, and you know it was great. It, would, it was amazing. And again, I was amazed that somebody like Joe Beningo. I mean, he's he's big and he's a big New York sports talk guy. WFAN midday show, worked his way up from nothing, and he came on our show, and that that was a, that was great. So we you know and we got him to do a promo, and. You know, at this point, we, me and Brett, we you know, we, we felt confident about the show. We we enjoy it. We loved it. We were doing it every week. I was chucking my ass out to, to Sayville. and you know, I had to, I did do one solo show where he couldn't make it, but we, we made it work every day, every Friday. Um, or at that point it was Thursdays. Then we had to move to Fridays, where we are now, We're on Fridays at eleven o'clock, and you know, it was great and we put up a YouTube channel and we got the Facebook group and we got everything like that. And then, you know, there's also, you know, there's some funny moments because me and Brett are friends. So we've been friends forever. So there are some funny moments and you know, here's a, here's a couple of them. We'll play you a couple of clips of some of the funnier moments over the first 30 episodes of locked up sports.
3: What if you've accomplished everything there ever was won everything you ever could did everything you did, Still went and crashed your car so many times that got you in so much trouble. Is, is, ooh, he slept with a lot of women, too. You know, he's in that Hall of Fame. I'll tell you Alleg- that. Allegedly. Oh, you don't believe it? No. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, he was probably on so many drugs that he doesn't know what happened. Um, yeah, that's
0: right. He, well, he was doing that, too. Listen, he was, he, he was like the kind said, of... Probably. Tiger Woods would, like, go into the
3: restaurant, the diner, have breakfast, and pick up the, the waitress I, listen, and take what, her back. Listen, you got to do something on a Sunday when you're not playing. I mean, good for him. Does he wear right? the red shirt? You got to wear the red shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she wears the red shirt after. Like,
0: that's, when she walks, you know, it's long. Like, yeah. It's long, you know. yeah, absolutely. He, does he send her... He's a friend with Derek Jeter. Does he give her gift baskets? Does, does him and Jeter sit around on, like, a Tuesday night, make up gift baskets for the weekend? <laughs> I got no voice. I, my voice right now is as good as it's been
3: in the last three days. Yelling at, the, yelling at work. Listen, don't do us any favors here. It's, uh... We'll take we'll, we'll take a little a uh, hey, couple listen. minutes off from Bob anytime.
0: Fifty fifty percent of me is better than a hundred percent of a lot. of That's, uh, Just ask my wife. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't worry, she's gonna. Right now, I'm sure oh, she's no. calling.
3: I hope she's not playing this in her office. I'm sure, um, she's calling. Oh yeah, I'm sure that love it. <laughs> yeah, or Mike Gibbons or a you know. pitcher, or a banker off the street who doesn't give up runs. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so but you're gonna you're gonna. Have how that. do you think? How do you? First of all, Mike can Gibbons can't pitch. How do you think he's at finance? He's probably not good at either. No, I think he was like a teller. See? I don't think he was, like, no, in finance. No, fi- like he was and, and something. That's like saying no. you're a sanitation engineer, no, no. but you're a janitor.
0: Like, but he listen. was not in finance. He was a bank teller. You're you're. He's, he was he was in finance. Yo, Brett's writing resumes over here for him. Yeah, if you need a resume, Brett will make it look good. Him and a oh, no. friend into the financial world with yeah. a job in yeah. Nebraska. He was, a, he was a bank teller. People. He was a bank teller, yeah. and he and he
3: came and he gave the Mets three important innings. Though that was a big game because it's, then they went right into the Yankees. And they lost the two. As a banker, he did come into the. He was in uh, Citizens Bank Park when he came in. <laughs> and he locked it down in the bank. He did. Listen, he ran the bank. As he was the bank. finance guy. He was the bank manager that day. Finance guy locking it down. <laughs> that Put and then, that one in the vault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brett will be here all week, folks. Yep. Be here all I week. had an extra ticket. It was me and my wife going to the game. We had an extra ticket. I had one extra ticket. wasn't selling on sub suburb. I was going to try and give it to one of the bums outside <laughs> cup, uh, trying to get money and be like you want to go to the kiss, game? Kiss Cam with your wife <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was like you want to go to the game? He's like what do you mean? I go I have a ticket you want to come with me? And he goes I can't I have all my stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's just humor. Yeah tell the shirt you someone just sent you. and by the way they offered him one because yeah, he hates the Yankees. This so much. guy, and I'm not going to put his name out there because maybe he's going to reconsider ever owning this shirt or wearing Bob Walters. <laughs> Bob Walters. <laughs> names out the- there. So th- those moments, those moments are my favorite part of the show because like, they're so genuine. Every time I'm laughing there, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can see in the video I am I'm genuinely laughing. Like it is. We that's just me and Brett. You know, to- bu- you know, bullshitting with each other. It's great. That's just the two of us going back and forth like we would on the couch. And that's the best. That's when the show is at its best, I think. And I think that's when people like it the most. Now, the story about the last little clip that you heard there with uh, Evan Roberts and, and Carton, the story behind that, you probably heard it. I mean, if you listen to the show, you've heard it. If, you, you know, if you're you a friend of mine, you heard it because it's funny. My, I always say that uh, when it comes to the Yankees, I root for plane crashes. Some people think it's terrible, some people think it's funny, either way it's it you know it's not meant you know as a I want the Yankees to die type of situation but i I talked her into making a shirt. she was making locked up sports shirts, we were giving them out to people and stuff like that, and I talked her into making a shirt reluctantly by the way, that said when it comes to the Yankees, I root for plane crashes, and on my way out to on a Friday night to do the show, they would. Uh, I was listening to Boomer and Roberts. A uh, Boomer and Roberts, listen to me. Uh, Carton and Roberts, and they were talking. They were ragging on Roberts about the Mets and and everything. So I I wrote him an in inbox and I took a picture of the shirt and I said, Hey, why do you have? When you wear this tomorrow, I'll send it to you. And then they went to commercial break and they came back from commercial and they did a whole segment on. The Twitter message that I sent to him and the shirt and whether he would wear it, and it was hilarious. So what we did was we played it. We played it that night, and it was it was great. I loved it. And then a week later, I actually met up with uh, Carton and Roberts, and you know they they were both great. They were both great. We had a great I had a great time. We joked about it. Uh, I talked to Carton about being in jail and and everything like that. Because we have that in common, so you know I, we've both seen things that most people haven't seen and experienced them together. So we talked about that for a while, and it was great. And that, that's another—that's one of my another one of my favorite parts, uh, favorite episodes or, or clips of the show is that. And you know, you can ha- you can listen to the whole thing at our U- on our YouTube channel. So head on over there. And then, uh, like I said, the, the best parts of our show with the genuine parts and here's another one right here another one that's really funny that I like I'm sure that I know I need to I need to decompress during the, the intermissions I'll go get something to eat go get something to, like, I'll relax yeah I'm not because I'm all stressed during the game it's, it's a, disaster. I'm a no, disaster that's what to the
3: intermissions is for so the I fans this, can get I up and this relax I pimple
0: I got on my nose that's probably
3: from, game, from, from that's the beginning game, of game 7 that's game 7 but Game 7 was over, basically uh, 10 minutes in. I was going to say, I thought, like, your wife gave you a puck to the face. No, no. Well, I mean, yo. I'd, Possibly. Yeah, I mean, we're, Possibly. Into,
0: you know, we're into some weird stuff, but... Call
3: 4-checking. <laughs> 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 oh, she's going to kill me. <laughs> it's good. I'm sure after Game 7, it gets crazy gets over gets on there. me every week for i sure. something. Oh, my this God. This is what you bring up. What's better? Throwing well, oh, you under yeah, the bus. What's boys. What's better? Like, the... The I'm so angry we lost uh, or the that, or but... the or the I'm so happy we won uh no, I think probably the. <laughs> nah, I, I don't. One <laughs> a, gotta, yeah, I mean, you've only won like three things as uh, a yeah, Rangers, yeah, Mets, mean, like, you yeah. know, and you like had the, yeah. you got a couple of Super Bowls. The Super Bowls, yeah. Probably the the winning is better because afterwards, so if you gotta stay lost, sober enough too, to though. Be, yeah, well, I'm not
0: getting like wasted during these games. I'm All not right. really drinking. I, to be honest with you, I usually have work at six in the morning, so I'm trying to stay That's awake. Exciting. Yeah, and like I'm coming in late to work, and they're yelling at me about that. And like, what am I gonna put on my lights? So, or a Ranger? A Ranger game went the double overtime last night. You know, like. But, yeah, the afterwards with the wife, the the relations is better after the win. Win,
3: win and yeah. relations. doesn't Especially happen, that man. overtime winner. That's, in- that's like, yeah. You got the endorphins. Oh, the, oh yeah, then. the overtime. Yeah. Yep. It's the best she's ever had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So why do these day shows I've, get so off the rails, Brett? You know what? This is good for we are you So... That <laughs> and my wife killed me. She killed me. She always she's always yelling at me about something when I come home, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, she she thinks I don't paint her in a good in a good light. I love my wife to death, but she she is always like, oh, people must think I'm a terrible person. I'm like, no, we're just entertaining, we're just trying to be funny. I mean, and and something like that that's that just kind of that was organic, it just kind of came out and. And and you know it happened. We started talking about it because because we're funny, you know. It's funny, but so we then we had we also had uh old timers day. We did a special episode for old timers day. And like I said, that last one was with the Rangers, and the Rangers really helped us out. They really gave us a lot of stuff to talk about. They made a great run. I was really we were really into it, and and I had a great time. I I went to game seven. I went to. Uh, A couple game, another game in the Pittsburgh series in that first round, and it 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 was great. The the Rangers run last year was a lot of fun. It was one of the better Ranger teams, uh, the more fun Ranger teams that I've experienced over my life. I mean, you know, of course, you know, there's there's plenty, you know, ninety four team and everything, but but last year was one of the more fun Ranger seasons, and I can't wait for them to get going again this year. But um, we've done now. The summer has been great because. Of the Mets and the Yankees. Both of them are great. Both of them are playing well. First place teams head into October. You got Judge with the the home run chase and everything like that. Um, I've, like I said, I've done a couple of shows myself. Brett's missed a couple just, you know, summer vacations and, and, and whatnot. But we try to put out a show every single week. So we never miss a show. I never miss a show. We went up to Saratoga and we did a show from up there. That was a disaster. More... Uh, Mostly because we were drinking before it and everything. And, but that was a disaster show. But, you know, it was fun to do. Again, it's not the end of the world. I'm not trying to make anybody advertising money here or something like that. So we just have a good time with it. But we had a special show for the Mets Old Timers Day, which we were looking forward to. Because it's all, of, you know, it's the 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 kid the guys we used to watch. So we got, um, I got emailed the guy that runs, that originally asked me to do the show. He runs the 365 Sportscast Network. I was like, can you get me somebody from the Mets that's going to play? So he he gave me Ed Lynch's number, and he gave me Glendon Rush's number. Glendon Rush pitched for the Mets for a little bit in the 90s, maybe early 2000s. I think it was the early 2000s. And Ed Lynch responded. He's like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And I didn't know too much about Ed Lynch, but it was a good interview. Uh, it was a really good spot. And something that, that I, you know, we we edited it out because this one wasn't live. At the end of the interview, I actually called him Ed Cranepool. And it was ter It was terrible. And I don't think he was happy about it. But we, I erased that. I don't have the tape of that. But I said, all right, you know, and. His name is Ed Cranepool. Thanks for coming on. And I was like, and Brett looked at me, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not Ed Cranepool. Shit. I was like, Ed Lynch. And that's what we put in the thing. So there's a little little tidbit for you. But uh, we got a couple clips from the Ed Lynch interview, and it was a good interview. He gave us a lot of good information. It was funny. And here's some of the highlights from our interview with Ed Lynch.
3: Here we go! Bob Walters, Brett
0: So it is Old Timers Day! Alright, we're joined by a special guest here today. He's actually playing in the Old Timers game today. He pitched 8 seasons in the majors, 47 wins, 54 losses, an ERA of 4. Number thirty six, Ed Lynch. Ed, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Absolutely. Um. So how how's the how's this weekend going? You, you got you got a couple innings in you today. Well, what's uh what's your plans for today?
2: Well, there's so many pitchers. I was told I get to face one hitter. So, um, you know, I was going to tell Darryl Strawberry. I said, Straw, get up there. I'll throw you a cookie right down the middle. Hit a home run on Old Timers Day, <laughs> but I heard he's not playing. Oh, exactly. I'll,
4: I'll
2: try to. Talk- Maybe he's injured, I don't know. But I have to say, you know, Steve Cohen has been a godsend to this organization. He's done everything right. And I'm not just talking about the money. I'm talking about the way he's made all of us feel so welcome. A lot of us have not felt welcome in this organization over the past several years. But now it's open arms. He really has embraced the former players. He's embraced the history of the Mets. He embraces the fans. All the employees are just so in, in love with this guy. He treats everybody great. And again, it's not just the money. It's just the way he's made everybody feel.
0: All right. Now, now we're going to be at the game today. Now, listen, no fights today, all right? No fights. Don't <laughs> be hitting people. No fights. <laughs> we're all teammates today, I've all right?
2: Charged. The guy <laughs> charges them. I'm going to have to defend myself. But I don't think anybody going
0: Today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Lenny Dykes just shows up, he might charge the mail. Personally, I'd like to see it. <laughs> so that was uh, a little bit from the Ed pool interview. Another good interview. We appreciated him coming on. He was playing in the old-timers' day. He was busy for the week. And, you know, it was cool. It was cool just to talk to somebody like that and then go to the game and he's playing in the game. You know, you feel like a little kid again. It was great. That, that That's why I love doing the show. And... You know, we we also, you know, I hope you guys, I, I love doing it. I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. And from what I understand, for the most part, people enjoy it. You know, I'm, I, I get it. Not everybody's going to like it. But um. recently now, just a, just a couple weeks ago, we had another person. I just randomly threw a Twitter message to and asked him if he wanted to come on. And he was like, yeah, of course. When do you want to have me on? And again, I, I still i am amazed. Every every single person that comes on that's like, you know, a named person, they're not, they're not famous movie stars or anything, but to New York sports fans and to, to people like me, and that's the target audience, to people like me and stuff like that, they know these people, and they are famous to these people. So we had um, Sal Licata, and I like Sal. I like listening to Sal. I think he's a good, good talk show host. I think he's good at what he does. He's good on SNY for the baseball night in New York every night before the Mets games I'm always watching like 10 or 15 minutes of that show because I throw it on for the Mets game before the pregame show and that comes on so he, he's good and here uh, here's the, the start of the interview with Sal Licata alright we, now we'd like to welcome in host of WFAN and the host of baseball night in New York on SNY Sal Licata Sal thanks for joining the show
2: Nah, no problem, guys. How we doing today?
0: We are good. Um, last night you tweeted, I know it's hard, but the Mets have earned the right to be trusted. Remain calm. Trust them. On to Miami in first place. Order restored. You don't really believe that, do you?
2: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> what makes you think it? First of all, let me tell you something. There is nothing I do on Twitter or on the air that I don't believe in. Now, sometimes I exaggerate it a little bit, but that's not one of those situations. I mean, what? well, what don't I believe? That this team should be trusted? Why not? They're the third best record in Major League Baseball. They've been consistent all year long. They have not lost more than three games in a row. They have one of the best records in the history of their franchise. We're talking about comparable to 1986, so... What's not to believe about the Mets team that should be trusted by
4: their fans?
0: I think it's just years of being beat down, and we've seen this before. That that I, like I'm a nervous wreck. Like Scherzer is out there with stress on the oblique. I'm stressed over that.
1: <laughs> He'll be fine. He said he's.
0: And so that that's how the the, the salad of you started. And I I thought it was a good way to start it, reading the tweet, because, you know, I do the same thing. I put up a lot of stuff on on social media, and and I do. I believe everything. I'm not going to say it if I don't believe it. So I liked his answer. Sal was good. We appreciated him for doing it. I mean, he was getting, like, makeup done, getting ready to go on SNY when we taped that interview. So, again, it was just, you know, it amazed me that people came on. Now, those are the, the the marquee interviews that we had. Uh, we've also had a bunch of other interviews. We've had guys on uh, national writers for the NCAA basketball tournament. We've, I mean, we've just, I you know, I can't even thank everybody enough that's come on the show. It, it, it's great, but we decided a couple weeks into the show, I'd say like the second, maybe the third week into the show, we decided Brett and I that we wanted to dedicate the studio to. Our good friend, my best friend growing up, Brian Gunzel, who had passed away it was it was probably it was a little less than a year before that we had done it, that 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 he had passed away. And we had my wife make a sign that said the Brian Gunzel studio. It hung in the studio, it still hangs in the studio today. And we we had his mother on. So what we did was we were gonna have his mother on because she we knew she liked the show. She listened to the show, um, so we had her on, and we didn't tell her about the the, the Brian Gunzel studio thing. And then we ha- we had her on, and we talked about it, and it was great. And then I just actually got an email from her or a text message just last week, saying that she sent the um she sent the newsletter that that she gets every week because she's of course a subscriber. To George Gunzel. George is Brian's father. Now I know George forever. You know, me and George got to go way back. My family used to go on vacations with his family, so we're like we were like that. So, you know, besides the fact that he called me out at the plate that ended the game, whatever, I could get over that. We could we could talk that out another time. So George is now a member of the a subscriber and. This is actually the first newsletter he's getting, so you know I want to say what's up to Big George. But we 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 kind of ambushed Gunzel's mom a little bit. We had we had a couple of our friends send uh, tape stuff about you know their memories of Brian, who was a diehard Red Sox fan. I mean, a diehard Red Sox fan, diehard Giants fan, big Celtics fan, and you know we just wanted to do something because it, it was really you know it's a shame that he's gone, and he and he has a daughter. And we love Gunzel. We love Gunzel's mom. We love Gunzel's dad. So we, we wanted to do something for Gunzel to, so he could be part of the show because he would be one of our biggest fans. And he'd be killing us every week. If I made a mistake, he would be killing us. Right now, if I make a mistake, it's Frank Russo who's all over my ass on it. He's, he's sending me lists every week about the, the stuff I got wrong while, during the show. But we got Gunzel's mom on and here is the, the full dedication... Of the Brian Gunzel studio with Brian Gunzel's mom, Karen Gunzel. next it's a special edition of Locked Up Sports on 365sportscast.com everybody this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show.
2: When it comes to talking sports Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority
1: He took a home run away from for three, puts it in, next by one, with 8.2 remaining, ball game over, Yankees win, the Yankees win, the kick the Giants to the Super Bowl, snap is good, kick on its way, end of Brandon, and have the distance it is, good, good.
2: Yeah. Lawrence Kynes has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl, the Giants have won the Super Bowl.
0: When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Lockup Sports, and it starts now. Bring them
4: out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them
0: out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out. Here we go! Bob Walters, Brett Grasso, Locked Up Sports, live from the Brian Gunzel Studios, here in Sable, New York. It's Locked Up Sports. We got a big show, a special show for you today. We're going to get to the Mets, the Yankees. Mets opening day. Yankees playing right now. They're up 2-0, going in for more. Um, We're going to talk Nets. We're going to do Rangers. Rangers, quarter break tonight. We're going to do some Masters. Talk about the Masters that happened last week. And we got the whole thing. But first... First and foremost tonight, and most importantly, we are going to remember our friend Brian Gunzel. Brad, how are you doing
3: tonight? I'm doing great. Really uh, excited about this show tonight. Uh, dedicated to Brian, if you didn't hear on the way in, uh, Bob said, uh, live from Brian Gunzel Studios. That's Just right. uh, dedicated to our good friend Brian, who we lost last year um, at a very young age. Um, the guy who, you know what, uh, me and Bob are sports fans. We were kids. We loved sports. This guy taught us how to be sports fans. He, he made us the sports fans we were. Yeah, I mean, he, he was my best friend growing
0: up. My best friend. We did everything together. We, we used to watch... Uh, I used to go over to his house at 1 o'clock Giants games. And this is when the Giants were bad. The Giants. Were, those were the Kent Graham, Dave Brown Giants. And we would watch Giants Among Men... <laughs> before the game, before every game, we watched Giants on men. We'd put this Giants helmet on the TV. We thought it brought good luck. I don't know what we were
3: thinking because they were terrible teams. Oh, you made me watch it many times. Huge Jets fan. I'm trouble hearing you. Sorry. Could you say that again? Nice. What was that? That was someone's Siri popping up. That was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, now, actually,
0: You're that good. threw us off. So, now we got a special guest. That threw us off, but we got a special guest, and it's Karen Gunzel. It's Brian Gunzel's mom. She made me make one promise that I would call her Karen. So, Karen Gunzel. You get- Karen, welcome to the show.
4: Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thanks for hey having me. Hey, Karen. Us. Good to have you here. This is great. So, we told you you were coming on to talk about the Red Sox and Brian. We are. We're going to talk about the Red Sox because Brian was the Red Sox. He was the Red Sox. He was the Giant. Would you say he was a bigger Giants fan or a Red Sox fan?
4: Oh, um, it's hard to tell. It depended what season it was, you
0: know. Yeah, right, good, good. He was,
4: I, I'd say it was pretty equal. I have to say, yeah. You know? But I, I um, see so. it was baseball. But I think he was more Red Sox, but he, he loved the Giants too. Now, one thing about him, about
0: Brian, and it, it, he's one of the lucky few Boston fan. He lived through the golden age of Boston <laughs> sports. There's not many people who yep. got to. I mean. Yeah. Celtics. Red Sox. Red Sox won. How many? Multiple. Yeah. After I mean Bruins, after going forever. Bruins won. Stanley Cups. And he saw the Giants. He saw the Giants in ninety win and he saw the Giants, of course. Eli Manning, two Super Bowls win. But yeah, you know, like I said, he was my best friend. And Karen here, we and Brett were just talking. You took us, me, Brett, you,
3: and Brian. Do you remember the Sunday night baseball? The Red Sox and the Mets. The first interleague game ever played. Do you know that it was the first interleague game ever played, ever? And the, the Mets oh, Red Sox, right. and I actually won the tickets on WFAN, yeah, like a couple days earlier. And of course, like you always would, you uh, you're the one who stepped up to be like, sure, I'll take these crazy guys to uh, to a Mets game, which you would always do. You took Sunday, us on all those, yeah, because
0: what it was, it was Sunday night baseball, and it was fa- it was like that. Those games last forever. And I remember, if you—I don't know—because you, you—you you sound like you forgot about it until just now, right?
4: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've been to so many baseball games. I forget who who I went with and when I went, and you know, I I spent my high school life going to Mets games at Shea Stadium, so. Like I said, I have go to so many. But now that you brought it up, I went, "Holy crap!" That's I forgot
3: right. all about that. Yeah, yeah. That's right, first in a league game ever. I don't know. It's not- amazing that he's such a Red Sox fan. We're Mets fans, in the first game that was played, and we end up going, of course, and that was our huge thing because we always look back to 1986 and the big argument. And I used to, you know, always rig on him about that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we win that argument. That's the only argument we win as Mets fans. I guess. There you go, against anybody. That's That's any we, you know, we, we, we get in any argument as kids, and I'd just be like Bill Buckner. I wouldn't say anything else, and he'd be, and that was oh. it. Yeah. I mean,
4: I told Bobby he wasn't allowed to bring up Bill Buckner today. Oh, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't know this. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> she
0: had one ground rule. The ground rule was she wasn't gonna. Call, I had to call her Karen, and she wouldn't call me honey. <laughs> Other than that, it was free. Yeah? Listen, we went over this. That's great. We went over this, and then so we have. Um, well, go okay, uh what we'll place of the stuff. Oh yeah, so, so at, we for you so, for you. So for this you is here. kind of a
3: surprise. We kind of surprised you. We said we were bringing it on for something else, but we really want to dedicate this uh, studio to Brian. We had a whole bunch of friends this week um, put together some segments. Um we got gotta, know, we got we got my some wife about Brian my
0: today. wife made this beautiful sign. Yep. That it's going to be up on Facebook. I think 11:20 is when the post goes. So check it out. Go go to our Facebook group page. Aww. You and, and everybody else out there You'll see it. She made this whole beautiful
3: sign. She she did a fantastic job. But first we're gonna listen oh, to a, Yeah, we're gonna listen to a couple uh a couple things our friends had to say about Brian. Just hang on one second. Yeah, yeah. We say
0: yup, Karen. We say yup here.
3: Okay. Think about our friend Brian Gunzel. Of course, think about baseball and how he loved the Boston Red Sox. I also think about our time with the best and worst thing to happen with travel baseball, and that was the Sable Orioles. He was our ace, left-handed pitcher. I also remember, Bob, when you tried to bat right-handed against Brentwood. It was actually the same game I got thrown out of for reasons we won't discuss. But thanks for doing this. I'll hang up and listen. So that was, of
0: course, Bobby Felice. Yep. I (laughs) remember... A member of the Sable Orioles, which was, a, we were a miserable team. He, I, Brian Brian was also on the Mariner. Were you on the Mariner's, Brett? with me? I was on the Mariner's, too. With uh, Mr. Jeremita. Joe Jeremita, yeah. We won the game. He shaved his shaved head. Shaved his head, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were, listen, we were on some miserable teams, but the one, and like, it even sounds like corny talking about it now, but it's still, it's the one championship I've ever won in my life was with the Sable Dodgers. Oh, okay. Against, um, with Harold Leslie as well, the coach. yeah. You remember, you remember was best
4: Little League coach in the country? Best Little League coach in the country. We beat, uh, we beat. When I was, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say when I was in Shave Lake, he was always at the bar with his parents.
0: <laughs> was, he was, he He was a yes, good baseball guy though. I'll tell you what, he taught, he taught yes. us, he knew the game and he taught us. He had a day where in practice in Little League, like Little League it's just hit everybody grounders, He had a day he called Picture Day. Where he would just, we wouldn't do anything, and he would bring pictures out of, like, Sports Illustrated of of batters, wow, how they finished, and how he would do, he he knew what he was talking about. He taught us how to play, and we beat uh, the Giants, which was Esposito's team. Wow. they hated Esposito's
3: team. Not our coach. My (laughs) coach was like, go run laps, and here's some pizza. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That was was it. Hold on, we got another one coming up. I think this one's from, uh, maybe March St. John. Hold on. Okay. Starframe Guns. I know wherever you are, you're listening to every episode of Locked Up Sports Bob and Brett, and you'd be proud. You're loved by many and you're missed by all. Who knew you? Till we meet again, my friend, high elbows, M. listed for Life. Oh, yeah, thanks for letting me and Bob copy off of your homework all those years. We're probably going to got you. <laughs> Love you, bud. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't. Mean,
0: yeah, that's the first time I heard that, that record. I didn't listen to that one, but that's funny. You know what we used to do, me and Mark St. John? We used to have, when we went to get like the regions, Degree, the region's diploma. You had to do. You had to have thirty labs. So if you got a U on the lab, which was like you didn't do a good job, but we're gonna give you two more days. It's like unfinished, we would copy hit Brian's just barely enough to get a U, just to give us two more days. And we were such procrastinators that two days later we were sitting in the cafeteria struggling to hurry up and get it done again. <laughs> so we we used Brian to get the two days. And then we didn't even use them. He because was, then two days later, we said they're doing it. 100% the smartest kid in the group.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, wait, wait. So let me just tell you a quick story. Go. When he was in high school, okay, he sent, brought home his report card like, you know, you had to do in those days. And it wasn't online. So, you know, I look at it and I said, oh, you did good, you know, and everything. And I see he got an 85 on his algebra regions. I think it was algebra. Anyway, I think it was, yeah. So fun in August the school calls um, Mrs. Gunzel, Does Brian want to retake the algebra regents? I said, Why would he want to do that? He said, Well, he got a sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> he I changed the it? six <laughs> into an eight. And,
3: and you yeah. bought it? You bought it? Hook, and sinker. You can thank me for that. I didn't. I
4: didn't well, I made him go take the regents again.
3: Yeah. Well, I taught him that in art in art <laughs> class. <So laughs> we, we, we changed their sixes <laughs> to an eight real quick. You don't get greedy, though. You don't change it to a nine. Now I'm pissed because he never told me that. I used to just grab him out of the mail
0: and hide him in the dirt or something that in the backyard. Good. Smart move. My parents never saw it. They'd be like, how come we got all three of your brothers and sisters <laughs> report cards, but yours didn't come, and they're coming from the same place? I was
3: like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know that, where it is. That's too good. Let uh, me uh, let me play our last one. It's from our buddy, uh, Ruder. Mike Ruder. Yep. One of my favorite memories of Brian has to be a picture where he's wearing a Yankees jersey and I'm wearing a Red Sox t-shirt.
0: This was a result of a bet we had from 2003 and 2004 AL- ALCS between the Yankees and Red Sox, something that no other person probably would have been able to get us to do. The last text I have from Brian says, the Yankees' failure is better than my success. Spoken like a true Red Sox fan. He's so Southern. <laughs> like, Root is so Southern, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah, what
3: happened to him? Yeah, but, you know, we ask the same thing. Don't, don't even bother. He catches the accent when he comes back up for a few yeah. days. <laughs> he's so southern,
0: but yeah, So that, so, um, so Ruder, with um, he's down south now. But he would always come out. He came up for everything. And Brian, like I used yeah. to say, Brian, we used to play backyard baseball. We used to play a game in his front yard where I we would kick, pump the ball to each other and we'd run, try and run back. And basketball, and then I actually, of course, with Brian and Big George, his father, went to Fenway Park for the first time, and, and it was a big thing with, with, with Brian, because we went there and we got, um, I think I got like a sausage or something outside the stadium, but during batting practice, the ball came, we were down in the front row, and Brian, of course, had to go sit in the red seat, that was one of his things that he had to do, and the ball came on the warning track, and I jumped on the field. And I got the grounder, and I jumped back into the stands. And the guy came over immediately, took the ball from me, and I was how old? How no, old stop. were we? Were we like fifteen? Were we even in high school for that? I don't Karen? think you're that old. No, we were no, younger. Because
4: you were telling it, me you were probably. Yeah. No, no, because we moved away when, when he was, like, nine years old. So you had to be, like, nine, or eight
3: or nine years old. <laughs> oh, Oh no, no, yeah, I guess you're right. No, because you yeah. were telling me that story, like, when we were kids. Like, we were yeah. 12 and 13, and you guys were telling me that story. That's
0: my big claim. I jumped on the field at Fenway Park, jumped yeah. back. I fielded the ground. They're, like, perfect field. Like, Carol Leslie taught
3: me. And I've never Carol, seen you field the one clean. No. Hopped
0: back over. The guy came over, took the ball, and then gave it back to me. I still have the ball. Wow. I still have it. Fenway Park Aww. ball. Um, and so I remember that I think the Red Sox lost the game, but that's when they were losing, still. So, you know, that was before the golden age of Boston sports. Um, we actually also have a well, let me just bring it up here. We got one from your daughter, a oh, one Elise, Elise Gunzel. We'll see if we can play. Oh, I guess that's not her name. What's her name? What's her name now? It's not Elise Gunzel,
4: Alicia. Oh, Ruas, her last name. Oh, Ru- how do you pronounce it? Ruoff, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, Ruoff. Ruoff. Okay. See, I didn't know it. I kept mm-hmm. I kept. quiet. I she's a Lisa Gonzalez to me. So yeah. <laughs> here we go. Hold on. Let's play this. Hold on.
5: I have many memories of Brian and sports throughout our lives, but a couple stick out in my mind. One of them, which I'm sure my mom may mention, is that my dad would often take my brother to Red Sox games and. As she mentioned in her Facebook post, he didn't like to smile in photos. So all the photos of him when he was younger at Fenway is him with like a really pissed off look on his face, even when he was like eight years old. And so as an inside family joke, we called it the Fenway face. And it continued on until he was older. He we would call it the Fenway face. And secondly, Brian was always able to talk to whomever I dated about sports. It didn't matter what team, Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, what sport, hockey, football, basketball. Anyone I dated always thought that he was a walking encyclopedia when it came to stats. On players and teams, but especially with baseball, and obviously, especially with the Red Sox. So it's very fitting what you guys are doing, and I am honored to know you both, and I'm really looking forward to was to see where this podcast goes. And thanks for doing this, and um, Brian really would be your biggest fan and probably
0: your worst nightmare and and brian so brian we used to play at broadway like he was saying brian used to hold the ball for me when we when i would kick field goals he was my holder and he would he we i he would do this thing and i used to kick with barefoot with a sock and he was my holder he was the only one he he thought that with the way he pushed the ball down when i kicked it that that made the field goals I let him think that when it was really just me. But Brian used to hold the ball down. And he would push down as I would kick it. And he was convinced that that's, that was the secret sauce. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, of course it is. And he was my holder because he was the only one. Everybody else would be letting their fingers go, think I'm going to kick it. And remember the did you did he throw
3: the pass the Hail Mary pass he did it was it was the heave the heave so that was it and that's what pretty much happened it was all the parents sitting around with their lights on and it was the last second last play but he throws this forty yard heave in the back of the end zone which I catch and you know the rest was history for a pickup game
4: I was just right well I'm glad to know that uh, Brian was a secret to your success Bobby oh, yeah. and that's that's why you were able to kick field that's goals that's
0: right that's right you know I mean I never did anything and you know field goals but yeah 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 no. <laughs> so in in three minutes i want you you and everybody else to go to our facebook group page and i want you to check out the the dedication we have to brian with the signs of uh, that's going to be hanging out here forever in the locked up studios when we get up, when we sign this television deal. Brian gunzel studios brian what did i say locked up studios. oh yeah yeah brian gunzel studios I, i'll get it i'll get it i'll get it um. Well, so we got that. We did this. Uh, we got Elise's, Ruoff's statement, which we're gonna play. Her thing in a in a minute. Hers is really good. So, you, do you know where to listen to us live, Karen? I'm sorry. What? Do you know where where to listen to us when we're live? Yes. Okay. Perfect. So you see, she's a listener, Brett. I know she
4: is. She's a subscriber. See, we got one. She's a subscriber. Well, I am a subscriber. I don't listen all the time because most of the time I'm watching television. Well, you but at least a, a lot of times. <laughs> well no, but I
3: <laughs> That's great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I do listen to it afterwards.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Hey look, as long as you listen, Friend that's all of the that matters. Show. Friend of the show. And um I have the pictures that Ruder was talking about, by the way, of Brian in the Yankees jersey. So forgive me, Brian, but they're gonna go up on the Facebook page too. <laughs>
3: So, oh, God. Well, we want to thank you for coming in, Karen. Thank you so much. It was great having you on. And M- Mrs. Gunnar. Well,
4: for doing this, this, this was very sweet. Brian would be so happy. I'm sure he'd rather be here, giving you guys a hard time, but, you
3: he'd know. he be killing I, I, us. I, every week he'd be. Don't worry. We just Every day we'd just go after the Yankees for him. Don't you worry. He'd be, yeah, I know. He'd just be trying to trip you up in
4: every which way and just, you know, whatever. And, I, I you know, that's, that's just the way he was. Do you think you'd
0: like us better than Boomer and Carton?
3: Oh, a, no I
0: chance.
4: Don't know. Oh, come on. Lie
0: he to us. Lie Boomer
3: to and us, Carton.
4: <laughs> <laughs> see? I don't know if he'd get up at five in the morning to listen to you, but I. Uh, <laughs> <You're> um, <yours>. <laughs> <laughs> he just might. He, uh, he just might. But uh. he would. I know that he would just, you know, you guys. What a group of guys! I mean, the best friends ever. All of you, uh, you know, every single one of you. And it was great seeing you And, I, you know, I hadn't seen you all in so long that it. it, it unfortunately, it was under horrible circumstances. But I just want to thank you for this. This was a very sweet tribute to of him. Of course, and I we, wanted to, be- we
0: wanted to give him a tribute because, because like you said, he would have been our biggest fan and our harshest <laughs> critic. Yep. Would like, we would have loved it too on these voicemail things. He would have been on here every week. We would have had to be like, "Listen, we can't put you on every." Week. <laughs> all right, listen, people. It's not your show. It's our show. And he can give us know, but, time. But,
4: Well, like I said, it's a very, very sweet tribute, and I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Wow. And on 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 behalf of his daughter as well, because oh. she, um, you know, she, he did he did leave her behind, and, yep. but. At least he's got a legacy. He's got her. Tr- so, well, if you. I'm if happy you, to. Okay,
0: okay finish, finish what you were saying.
4: No, no, no. That's all.
0: I'm saying. Okay. Finished. I was going to say if you need anything from any of us, and I'm, we speak for Ruder and St. John and Felice and, and Jimmy McCormick and Steve Danny, all of them. If you need anything from any of us, yep. you call the show. You want to come on the show and talk about the Red Sox? Anytime. You come on the show and talk about the Red Sox. You want to talk about the Yankees being terrible? She That's knows our Red favorite Sox. topic. What did you say to me? Who did you say? What name did you... Who did you work with? She knows She knows the Red Sox. I didn't even know. Who,
4: Daniel Devers? Yeah. Daniel Devers. He was... Yes, he's Raphael's cousin. She goes, oh, wow. you going to ask me
0: about Raphael Devers? I was like, I don't think so. He was he was,
4: one of, he was one of my... Daniel was one of my employees, and I saw Raphael Devers, and he was from the Dominican Republic, and I said, Daniel, I said, did, did you have a cousin named Raphael? He goes... Yeah, it, and of course he's got the accent, but yeah, they, they are cousins. He's got just uh, another one, too, in, in the major league somewhere. I don't know, we're playing ball somewhere, another cousin. Did you, ball, fire, but, him? Did you um, fire him? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just going to say one quick thing, oh, because I was supposed to talk about the 2004 World Series, and I was going to say that was just the icing on the cake. The biggest thing for Brian was that the, the Red Sox came back after losing three to the Yankees in the playoffs. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was it. That was it. I think that was bigger than anything. Well, yeah, so. they had to finish it
0: though. That was, that was like the USA beating Russia. They had to win the next week. Yep, they had to. Yeah. Beat, they had to win the goal better. Like Carolina, Brad, like it. I was saying, Carolina. that was it. That was Lost the thing game. that put
3: them over the, over the top.
4: Well, thank you, well, Karen. The momentum going. Thank you, and thank you again for everything. And good luck to you. And I hope that this is very successful. Of course, oh, we're going to talk to you. Go yep. check
0: out the sign. My wife works so hard, and it. it's beautiful. It's, you're going to love it. Check it. Okay, out. I'm going to go pictures. look at it
4: now. We'll beautiful. talk to
0: you really soon. All okay. right, thank you, Karen. Love. So that was that was our most important show right there. We did that, and it wasn't even important for us. It wasn't important for anyone listening. It was important for his mom. Was who it was, it was who it was important for. And we knew it meant a lot to her. And we knew she listened. And, you know, it's got to be... can't even imagine what it's like to lose a kid. So we did that for her. And she had a great time. I know she had a great time. You know, just reliving some of the stories The where she took us to the baseball, to the Mets-Red Sox Sunday night game and everything like that. So there was that. And... That was important that I played that here during this clip show. So with 30 episodes in, uh, we are working on some big guest, big guests. I got a big, big guest that I have almost got confirmed for next month. I'm not going to say it yet because I can't say it. Um, but it, it's going to happen. And then we got um, the playoffs coming up. We're going to have Bob Usler on again. He's coming on. He gets sent this newsletter too every week. So. Bob, if you if, when you listen to this, get in touch with me because it's coming. I'd have him on every week if I could. But um, we got the playoffs coming in baseball. This is going to be a big time for the show. We're hoping to grow the show. We're always looking to grow the show. We are sponsored now by SeatGeek. Um, SeatGeek, you go to SeatGeek for our listeners. Put in the promo code Locked Up Sports, and you will get twenty dollars off your order. Any order over $50. They have tickets to everything. I was not a big SeatGeek user. I use them all the time now. I'm always buying on the secondary market. Secondary market is the way to go with tickets. And SeatGeek is better than StubHub because they get, they have less fees. They have more tickets. They, they grab the tickets from a bunch of other sites of people selling tickets. So you get a more variety. And listen, go to SeatGeek. Buy some tickets. You got the playoffs coming up. You got the football teams, which are the Giants. I can't believe that's two zero. The Jets got a big win, so you get you get yourself some football tickets. You get yourself some playoff baseball playoff tickets as the postseason's right around the corner. Uh, get yourself some tickets for this weekend. You got Judge. He has a chance to set the record. Get some seats out in out in the outfield. Maybe you catch the ball. Maybe you catch number sixty two, and you sell it for a half million dollars. And you say, you know, and you, you really don't need the $20 savings then, but but you're going to need it before. So make sure you put in the, lock, the uh, promo code locked up sports, and you'll receive your $20 off. SeatGeek is the way to go when you're getting tickets. You can buy tickets to, you know, buy your wife tickets to the Broadway, buy concert tickets, whatever you want. They got it all. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. So that pretty much does it for us here. Um... We want to thank everybody, everybody that's listened, everybody that listens, continues to listen, everybody that tells somebody about the show, everybody who talks about the show. You know, whatever you do, just spread the word. If you like us, spread the word. If you don't like us, that's your your prerogative, too. And and you can go on our website, LockedUpSports.net, and we have the reviews, or you can see the reviews on Apple Podcasts. so that pretty much does it for this bonus content that is also going to be released to everybody. So everybody's gonna have a shot. If you're not a, a subscriber, please head on over to the website, lockedupsports.net. Something's gonna pop up. Say Do you want to subscribe to our, our newsletter bonus content, just put your email. It's free. We're not asking for you we're not asking you for money or anything. You know, it's free. We just wanna get as many people listening to the show as possible. Like I said, we got some big guests coming up. We got the baseball playoffs. It's going to be a big time for the show. We want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Anytime you've ever listened, we thank you. 30 episodes in, hopefully 10 more years to go. Because I love doing it. Brett loves doing it. And we love that you guys, and we hope you guys love it as much as we love doing it. So we'll talk to you Friday night from the Brian Gunzel Studios. I'm Bob Walters. See ya.